You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. ISIS crypto claims are exposed as bogus. Patches are out from Magneto, Oracle, FreeBSD, and Apple. Corporate cyber risk disclosures remain vague, but the insurance market is rapidly growing more rigorous than SEC regulations. Venture capital looks for the next generation of cyber unicorns. More international cooperation in cyber law enforcement. But U.S.-EU safe harbor negotiations continue to drag despite U.S. offers of a privacy ombudsman. And don't click on Crash My Safari. And no, sending that link is not funny. Thank you very much. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Tuesday, January 26, 2016. The video ISIS released over the weekend appears to contain some fakery, not alas the murders, but rather the claimed encryption. The encrypted email is patently bogus, faked according to informed observers. Why it was even included is the subject of some speculation. Perhaps it represents an attempt at building internal morale, or perhaps it's intended to frighten the opposition. Or, more interestingly, some speculate ISIS's claims to have strong encryption is aimed at rushing governments into policies that would subvert or otherwise restrict encryption. Presumably, this would give pro-ISIS hacktivists more access to their targets, and would also serve to, as old-line Trotskyites might put it, heighten the contradictions. But beware, one of those informed speculators is Edward Snowden, who's not entirely a disinterested party with respect to encryption policy. In what appears to be a dim-witted internet gag, various trolls are circulating a link to CrashMySafari.com, which, unsurprisingly, does something close to what it advertises. The site will induce the browser to process an indefinitely increasing string of characters, thereby clogging memory and forcing devices to reboot. OS X, iOS, and Android devices are said to have been affected. One note, beware of shortened URLs and tweets sent by what HackRead characterizes as some idiots. The shorter URLs may be less immediately recognizable as leading to the gag site, so click with care. The Ford iOS SSH vulnerability, either a backdoor, as critics call it, or an oversight in a management authentication issue, as Fortinet maintains, has been found and fixed in additional Fortinet products. Active exploitation attempts are now being observed in the wild. Versions 1 and 2 of the popular e-commerce platform Magneto have been found vulnerable to cross-site scripting, a patch is available, and analysts recommend it be applied as soon as possible. In other patch news, Oracle issues some Java patches, Patch It or Pitch It, advises Brian Krebs. FreeBSD fixes a kernel panic vulnerability that can lead to denial of service conditions, and Apple pushes out a security update that addresses multiple vulnerabilities in tvOS. OpenSSL is expected to issue two patches later this week. 
Risk management keeps its place center stage in industry news. A study of corporate risk disclosures in U.S. Security and Exchange Commission filings finds such disclosures, including those pertaining to cyber risk, generally generic and uninformative, especially insofar as they fail to identify company-specific risks. The insurance market, however, continues to move toward more rigorous characterization of cyber risk. Some of that movement comes from the U.K., where companies partnering with Cambridge University's Center for Risk Studies have evolved a cyber risk exposure data schema. In the U.S., a variety of approaches to cyber risk analysis are on offer, ranging from traditional consulting interviews to various scans of the external environment. Venture capital continues to flow unabated into cybersecurity startups. Next generation appears to be the magic words being spoken to conjure unicorns. Proofpoint, subject to speculation that it will be an acquisition target, says that it doesn't intend to put itself on the block anytime soon. In policy news, more international security and intelligence cooperation is in the offing. Australia and Thailand are working on an agreement, and the European Union is opening a new counterterrorism center. Law enforcement officials see such collaboration as particularly important to the investigation and prosecution of inherently borderless cybercrime. Negotiations over a successor safe harbor agreement between the U.S. and the EU proceed. The U.S. is said to have floated the idea of establishing a privacy ombudsman to address concerns EU citizens might have over U.S. government access to their data. Elsewhere in the U.S., as responsibility for security clearance information is set to shift from OPM to the Department of Defense, U.S. Cyber Command warns that the country faces technological peer competitors in cyberspace. The baffling case we saw last week of the couple in Atlanta bedeviled by people whom find my iPhone kept sending to their address looks closer to solution. Flaws in cell tower triangulation might be leading tracking software to pick a single default location, and it may be that this location just happens to be that couple's home. They filed a complaint with the Federal Communications Commission and their senator. We wish them good luck. And in some final crime and punishment news, one Lord Bastion, allegedly associated with the Crackers with Attitude, doxes the Miami Police Department via what he or she claims is the compromise of an FBI database. The declared motive is revenge over a raid on a Miami house that Lord Bastion and some of his or her friends rented sometime last year. Observers wonder why it's taking law enforcement so long to round up the Lord and his colleagues. Some news reports casually refer to the Crackers with Attitude as a defunct group, which raises the question of how so casually assembled a group could be said to go out of existence. Logicians may recognize this as an instance of the Sorites paradox, attributed to Eubulides of Miletus. We'll leave this as an exercise for you, dear listener. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI... The best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash AI.
Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. Joining me is Jonathan Katz. He's a professor of computer science and the director of the Maryland Cybersecurity Center, one of our academic and research partners. Jonathan, I want to talk about backdoors, specifically the tension that exists between law enforcement, who, who likes backdoors, and industry, who seems to be resistant to them. Yeah, that's right. And, and I'm actually receptive to the idea that we want to provide law enforcement or government agencies with the ability to access communications of criminals or terrorists or people that they're investigating for one reason or another. But I think the fundamental problem is that any time you uh, allow the presence of these backdoors, you're inherently weakening the security of the system. Uh, it's all very well and good to say that this backdoor, this uh, key, for example, will be protected and will only be given to uh, government agencies um, upon presentation of a warrant or some other uh, legal mechanism. But nevertheless, you have to then worry about protecting that key. You have to then worry about which people, which employees of the organizations involved have access to that key. You have to worry about hackers potentially breaking in and getting uh, getting information about those back doors. And so inherently, you're, you're, you're undermining the overall security of the system. What's your sense for where this is going? Well, it's really unclear. I mean, the, uh, the, the talk right now among the politicians seems to be that they're all in favor of the idea of uh, having some kind of a back door of the sort. But I don't think that they all fully understand the technological implications of of that uh, or uh, the technological difficulties that would be involved in making such a system. So I think it's very easy for them right now to say that, sure, in an ideal world, we'd like a backdoor that only law enforcement can access. But if they sat down, and and hopefully at some point they will sit down and meet with technical people and try to understand the issues involved, uh, they may come to the realization that that's simply not uh, feasible. All right, Jonathan Katz, thanks for joining us. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With Identity Orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire.
And that's The Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. We're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey and share your feedback now.